0: Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a finish strong Friday. It is a picks Friday. And it is a glorious winners Friday presented by DraftKings and Mike Singletary. I want winners. I want people that want to win. It's very simple. We love those of you that try to win our contest because we love giving stuff away. In fact, I'll be giving away a Madden code on social media today. So get in on that at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter, the spread the word winner is Brett factual. He quote tweeted at Ross Tucker pod. I gave you guys the answer to the test before it was even taken this past week. Terrific job by Brett factual going ahead and, Quote tweeting at Ross Tucker pod, Brett, email me Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Let me know if you want signed press pass or football card or whatever picture. Then we've got the sponsor confirmation email winner. That is Guy Perkins, who I forget what tickets he bought, but he bought some tickets on the game time app, which is awesome. Good for you, Guy. Uh, game time app is amazing. Big fan. Haven't told you guys about that in a while, but the code is still up. You can go to RossTucker.com, the sponsors page, to make sure you take advantage of that. And then the YouTube shout-out goes to Greg F. Greg F. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Greg, I'll do that video for you. Just let me know what you would like, my friend. Patron of the day. We got a new one. Patreon.com slash RT Media. That is Alan Moody. Kudos to you, Alan Moody. You're the latest member of one of the world's best communities, our private Slack channel of Tuckheads, patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show.
1: All right, well, so It was a big, busy day in the NFL yesterday. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills winning off a last-second field goal in Detroit against the Lions, 28-25. It was a busy day, and it was a fun day. I mean, all
0: three games were good for the most part. All three one-score games, all three more or less came down to the end. I guess mine was kind of the worst of the three. Still in Dallas right now, by the way, before I hop this plane and head to San Diego for Air Force at San Diego State, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific tomorrow night if you guys get a chance to check it out on CBS Sports Network. Actually, eight-win team, seven-win team should be a really good game. Josh Allen did not have the best game throwing the ball, so he really had to lean on his legs, and that's kind of what he does. His legs were a huge factor early, really the whole game, but especially on that second touchdown. He did come up big, though, when it mattered most. He had a critical red zone interception again. I think it might have been – Rodriguez that batted the ball and my boy, Alex Andaloni got the interception 20 years after I was a uh, offensive player of the game for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Another while missing Spartan makes a big play. Andaloni got the tipped pick good for him. Really, really happy for Alex and the season that he's having there in Detroit and staying healthy, which is the most important thing for him. But even though it wasn't Josh Allen's best game, even though they didn't, throw the ball over the field like they do sometimes when they absolutely had to have it late. He made a ridiculous throw to Stefan Diggs. You know, a lot of times I heavily criticize the defense and I'm like, how can you let that happen? What are you doing? How can you do that? Honestly, man, that was just absurd by Josh. I thought the lions had pretty good defense. It was a wild game though, because Uh, Badgley misses a chip shot field goal after Nance says, don't tell me about the announcer jinx. And then he hooks. It was like easier than an extra point. And that really hurt the Lions. But then Tyler Bass missed an extra point after the Bills scored a touchdown. And that gave the Lions a chance to tie it late, which they did. Austin uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was awesome again, as was Jamal Williams getting another touchdown. But, you know, the Lions are just not quite there yet, right? Like they make – they're not good enough to overcome the Jamal Williams fumble or Jared Goff taking that sack for a safety or Austin Bryant's really, really silly roughing the passer penalty. They're just not quite there yet to overcome those things. Ed Oliver took advantage of both starting guards for the Lions being out, had a gigantic game. Although for the Bills, they might have ha- suffered a devastating loss. Looking at sportsinjurycentral.com, they fear that Von Miller has a season-ending torn ACL. Not 100%, but that's that's their fear based on the video, which would really, really stink.
1: The Cowboys hold on to win at home in a divisional battle with the Giants, 28-20. to
0: Well, let's start jack by the way for those of you that listen to the even money podcast i was two for two taking the points with the lions and the giants way 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 too many points but let's start jack with the press box food best i've ever seen best i've ever seen all the way around i mean they had a sliced ribeye carving station then they had two different types of salad these awesome like ham and cheese slider, pretzel sandwich slider things that were so good. Um, Sliced ham, sliced turkey, delicious mac and cheese, really good mashed potatoes. I'm not a green bean casserole guy, but they had that. Then they had all kinds of desserts, like mini desserts. You get like a mini pumpkin pie, a mini apple pie. You could get like five minis. If that's what you wanted to do, they had this whole candy station, but then Jack, after the game, it was ridiculous. I did another video. I didn't write it down, but they had like wings and fried chicken and egg rolls. And they had a gelato station where you could get, you get different flavors of gelato and then put different toppings on it. I had three of them. They had beer, revolver beer and Miller Lite that on tap, I mean, it was just, it's A-plus. It's A-plus all the way around, and it was incredible. Tip of the cap to Jerry Jones. It's not really fun being away from your family on Thanksgiving, so that makes it a little bit better, and I appreciate it. I also appreciate a good football game. You know, second year in a row where I did not think the officials did a great job, and I thought that they were calling penalties – that weren't there, right? Like, I'm a, a believer. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm kind of like, when in doubt, don't throw the flag. Unfortunately, there were some instances in this game where the Cowboys, where the where the refs did throw the flags, even though I sh- they shouldn't. It's funny, too, Jack. Like, you know, it's one of the issues with Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. You guys know that. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. But I'm blowing up, evidently, on TikTok. At Ross Tucker NFL, thanks to Jack. A lot more people signing up on Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, which is cool too. Um, Instagram, you guys know. But, you know, it's really, really one of the negatives of Twitter. I wrote second year in a row where the refs are taking over on a Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. And some people reply, Oh, your, your your Eagles bias is showing, dude. First of all, I'm talking about the volume of penalties. I'm not talking about one team or the other. Last year, both the Giants and the Raiders had 11. I mean, both the Raiders and the Cowboys had 11 penalties for over 100 yards. This year wasn't quite as bad, but it was still pretty bad. It's about the volume of flags, not about which team they go against, and also if I'm showing my bias as a quote unquote Eagles fan, it's really because I work for them and it's better for me if the Eagles do well. The giants are in the division too. They're both in the NFC and they have the same record. What are you talking about? I mean, use your brain. So anyway, um, Dak had two bad interceptions in the first half, but I thought he played almost perfectly. In the second half, Cowboys had to overcome a lot of penalties to score touchdowns. I mean, they had a bunch of false starts and whatever. Uh, They scored touchdowns on their first three drives of the second half, which basically put the game away. Um, The Giants got a crazy backdoor cover because Maher missed a chip shot field goal. And then Daniel Jones went down and scored a touchdown with like eight seconds left. I thought Zeke Elliott looked the best that he has in a long time, as the Cowboys uh, ran for over 150 yards. Zeke had over 90, Pollard had over 60. I loved the Giants' game plan. I I thought they had a terrific game plan, bootlegging Daniel Jones a lot. I mean, trying to slow down the uh, the Cowboys' pass rush, trying to get Daniel Jones on the perimeter, make it easier for the offensive line. I thought Kafka called a great game for the most part. They got a big play from Darius Slayton down the field against Anthony Brown, which was huge. Um, defensively, Thibodeau, I thought, did a lot of positive things. That was a really, really um, encouraging performance for Kayvon Thibodeau, for the Giants, and with him and Dexter Lawrence, who was quiet, and Leonard Williams, who had a good game, they're really, they really got something there on the D-line. Micah Parsons, I, I've seen this where people say Micah Parsons is inevitable. That's exactly right. He is inevitable. Even when it doesn't feel like he's having a great game, he has two sacks. It's just nuts. By far the biggest play of the game was Daniel Jones missed a throw to Saquon Barkley around midfield on fourth and one. 14-13. Cowboys had just scored a touchdown to go up by one. Saquon's wide open in the flat. And Daniel Jones just made a really inaccurate throw behind them that just just killed him. Because Saquon obviously would have gotten the first down, but he might have gotten a lot more than that. There were two penalties that I want to talk about, Jack, and I'll talk about them separately. One, there was a hold on Darnay Holmes against CeeDee Lamb that was like, to me, a phantom holding call and really disappointing because I think the Giants had made an incompletion and the Giants were getting off the field. I thought that was bad. But way worse than that was the illegal man downfield penalty that they called on Tyree Phillips. A lot of people don't understand the rule. You're really only allowed to be a yard. They'll give you a yard and a half downfield unless you are engaged with a defender. This is what's so frustrating. This was not an RPO. This was not the Giants offensive line blocking run. And it's incumbent on the quarterback to get rid of the ball faster. It's a bootleg. Tyree Phillips knows it's a pass. He's intentionally not trying to go downfield. As the defensive tackle worked back, he engaged with the defensive tackle at about the one, about a a one yard downfield stayed with him till about three yards downfield, and then the defensive lineman dropped off because he saw that Daniel Jones was throwing the ball in the flat, and then Tyree Phillips kind of stopped. That is not supposed to be called. That is not the intention of the rule. That is not a play where the offense is trying to gain an advantage by being down the field. It's a horrible call. I You never see an eligible man downfield called on a bootleg. Never. They're not trying to go downfield. They know it to pass. He was engaged with the D tackle who then dropped off like seven yards deep. You cannot call that. Very, very frustrating. Ultimately, the Giants were the better team. I'm sorry, the Cowboys were the better team. But plays like that really bother me.
1: Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson couldn't be stopped, leading the Vikings to a 33-26 victory over the New England Patriots. Well, this Justin Jefferson
0: thing's just crazy because there were times where Belichick, like, bracketed him and was all over him, and they still couldn't stop him. I mean, I I thought Jason Garrett did a great job calling an east-west coverage where you got one guy on the right, one guy on the left. Then nobody was north. I mean, that was – Justin Jefferson is like the Micah Parsons of receivers right now. He's inevitable. It's crazy. I thought Kirk Cousins – really made uh some nice plays. I thought he played awesome. I thought Mac Jones played awesome. Obviously the game had a lot more points than I realized or than I thought going into the game, but Mac Jones was decisive, he was accurate. You know, it's just wild, isn't it, that it's his best game of the year and they lose, but they made mistakes you can't make. You know, you you let um you let Minnesota have a kick return for a touchdown, kills you. Run into the punter kills you Belichick knows about the third phase of the game you can't do that stuff you can't let that stuff kill you like they did just absolutely brutal that they that that happened for the Patriots I also thought the Patriots got a raw deal with the officiating Mac Jones had his face mask grabbed they didn't call it that stinks I thought the Hunter Henry touchdown catch should not have been overturned I hear McCauley I hear Walt Anderson I, In my mind, I understand the rule, probably by the letter of the law, that's incomplete. But I would like to find a way for that to be a touchdown. That's kind of how I look at it. I also look at it like you really need to make sure your portfolio is diversified, especially in times like these. And that's why I didn't even know about this company until recently, Masterworks. They let you invest in fine art from legends like Picasso and Banksy. They break it into shares. Obviously, I don't have the money. We don't have the money to buy like a Picasso or a Banksy, but you can buy shares of it. And they've done really well. You know, they sold a painting for a 21.5% net return to their investors in October. Six of their seven exits have given investors more than a 20% net return. What does that mean? It means if you put in 10 grand, you get 12 grand out. Skip the waitlist today when you sign up with our special code Ross. That's masterworks.com, promo code Ross to skip the waitlist. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.com/cd. Want to know which team is going to win every
1: single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, we'll start with the Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. And
0: who knows? Sam Darnold gets the start. So it's kind of a really um, boss-up game. Both teams really good defensively. I guess the only thing I feel like I know in this game is not many points. I guess because of the way he played last game, I have a little bit more faith in Russell Wilson. So... 13 10 Broncos. Have I ever done a 13 10 pick before on this show? 13 10 Broncos.
1: Next is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns.
0: Taking the Bucks for sure. I believe this is the last game it is for Jacoby Brissett, who's done a pretty nice job before Deshaun Watson starts for the Browns against the Texans, which is interesting. Bucks feels like they haven't played in forever. Uh, they were starting to get their run game going. Their last game, I guess that was the Germany game. That's not good for the Browns because the Browns' run defense has been horrible. I don't think the Bucs are losing this one. Uh, I think it's like, I don't know, 24-20 Bucks win on the road.
1: The Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: I'll take the Ravens. Um, I do feel like they are starting to get a little bit healthier. I also thought, though, Jacksonville has been playing better as of late, and the Ravens don't quite seem right offensively. I was tempted to take the Jaguars, but, look, I always make my picks here based on if you guys were betting a lot of money on what I'm saying, and I would just – I'd bet on the Ravens, right? Like, I I think the Ravens have a better chance – to win the game, close game, but I think they've got a better chance. So I'll go – they haven't been scoring very much. I'll I'll say it's like Ravens 20-17 to over the Jags.
1: The Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins.
0: Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins going to roll. I don't know if it's official yet who's starting at quarterback for the Texans. I think they say it's going to be Kyle Allen. I don't know that that's going to help all that much. I think the Dolphins run the ball all over the Texans. I think the Dolphins are like a machine right now. I think this is a great survivor pick if anybody's still in their league. It's been a rough year for that. How about um, 27-13 Dolphins? Lock them up. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it
1: pick of the week the Chicago Bears at the New York Jets. Ooh, I like
0: the Jets. I think Mike White is going to give them a little bit of a boost here. And Justin Fields is really banged up. I think this line has moved a lot because Fields is banged up and with the news that Zach Wilson couldn't play, Jets are favored by six now, but it makes sense. I think everybody thinks the Jets will kind of get a a Mike White boost here. Or not having Zach Wilson out there. Justin Fields is banged up. Feels like 20 to 13. Jets. Still not a ton of points. Maybe 23-16. Something like that. J-E-T-S. Jets. Jets. Jets.
1: The Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans.
0: So I like the Titans in this game. I I don't know how much Jamar Chase is going to be used. And how much he'll play. It sounds like he'll play spot duty but I like the way the Titans have played football. I like them at home. I like their interior D line. Those are bad boys going against the Bengals interior offensive line. And I like Mike Vrabel more than I like Zach Taylor. And I do think there's some revenge for the Titans after the playoff loss last year, even though they will deny that. Give me Tennessee at home, getting it done, possessing the football, um, doing a good enough job on defense. 23 20 Titans and they're underdogs Jack you can let the doggies out
1: crosses underdog the dogs The Atlanta Falcons the Washington Commanders their next game up What did you say the Atlanta Falcons at the Washington Commanders was the next game up. I was buying you some time as you were drinking your water there. Oh, oh I heard so, you say something the-
0: extra there. I like it, Jack. You're watching. You're paying attention. I was like, what else did he say as I was drinking my water? <laughs> um, by the way, Greg F. won the YouTube comment because he literally replied, God bless you, at the 15-minute mark on YouTube because I sneezed. <laughs> like, that is good, man. That That's how you win the YouTube comment of the week. That was awesome. So I like the Commanders. Falcons will keep it close. Falcons will hang in there. Feels like they always do. But the Commanders are playing really good football right now. 21-17, the Heineke boys. The Los
1: Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Chargers. I mean, the Cardinals are a mess. Chargers, they're still banged up, but I still thought, That was a pretty impressive performance by them overall against the Chiefs. I like the way they're playing. They just don't quite have enough to win games against teams like the Chiefs, but they have plenty enough to beat the Arizona Cardinals, who are in a bad, bad way. Give me the Chargers 27, Cardinals 20, 27-20 Chargers.
1: The Las Vegas Raiders at the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Seahawks coming off the bye. Raiders are still pretty beat up. So you never know about teams coming off the bye like the Seahawks, but I'll take them coming off the bye. feel like they're uh, been pretty consistent this year. I know they lost that last time out in Germany against the Bucks, but even then, you know, it was clear to me that uh, Geno Smith did some really, really positive things in that game. So I'll take the Hawks. At home, Um, I'm trying to think the scoring in this game. I'm probably like 24-23. I think it's a pretty good game. I think Devontae Adams can keep the Raiders in it. You need to keep in it this whole weekend. I know you might have had a big day yesterday, but you still got Friday football, Saturday football, Sunday football. That means it's Labatt Blue Light season. Labatt Blue Light season is football season, and football season is Labatt Blue Light season. No better way to watch these games today than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light in your hand. Do not get caught up in this Black Friday nonsense. Stock up, be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
1: You Los Angeles Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Gross. Gross. This is like the featured game of the day. Boy, that stinks. Chiefs are going to annihilate them. I don't know. Name your number. 31-13. You can lock up that one too, Jack. Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call
1: it. Pick of the week. The New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Well, I thought Andy Dalton played much better last week. And that certainly gives the Saints a chance. But this is a tough duty, right, on the road against a Niners team that is really looking sharp and poised to maybe go on a run here. Can't see the Saints pulling this one off. I do think they'll keep it closer, though, um, than the the current betting line out there. I think the Saints will be able to hang in this one longer than the Cardinals did. Let's go 27-20 Niners.
1: Green Bay Packers, the Philadelphia
0: Eagles. I like the Eagles. I do think that the Packers are going to come out and try to run the ball and maybe have some success. I think it'll be a close game. You know, I I guess I'll kind of believe that the Eagles are as good as they were earlier in the year when they were winning all these games by double digits when I see it. You know, they've lost. They won by one point. Maybe they break out and play really well again, but I can't really predict that to happen. So. I'll take the Eagles, but I think it's 24, 23, 23, 20, something like that.
1: And the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Going back and forth on this one, Steelers are usually pretty good in primetime games, usually pretty good when everybody's watching. Tomlin has a great record in those games, but, man, I don't know. That was really, really poor by them. Against the Bengals last week. I feel like Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan, the Colts are playing pretty well. This is a low scoring toss up game. I'm going to go 17 14. I'll go Colts, but it could just as easily go Steelers. Honestly, it's like a toss up game. No toss up for me, though, when it comes to people I need to give shout outs to, because you guys all know what the deal is. Pizza Boy Brewing, NYC.com, Steakhouse Sports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeSchedule.com, and very important, before you do anything stupid on Black Friday or buy all kinds of material things you don't need, get a gift that actually means something to somebody and will for a long time. Get them a story that they'll have forever that truly shows them how much you care, how much you love them at myfrontpagestory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.